Well, hey, welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Dawn, and I'm sitting here with my husband and my co-host, Travis. Yeah, I'm here, and we do want to welcome all of you that listen on a regular basis, but those of you that have never listened to me before, we are so glad you're tuning in today. I know we are live in Minnesota, so we talk about the weather quite often, but something just crazy unique happened just two days ago. We hit a record high in the month of October. So October 1st, what did it hit? 90 degrees? 90 degrees. That does not happen. That actually broke a record. It hasn't happened since 1880. I mean, we're talking like 140 (laughs) years. And, you know, it was starting to get cool. And then instantly summer came back. Summer part two. You know what we call that? What? (laughs) We call that bonus days, bonus play days. True, true. Bonus recess days where we could be outside. I went for a nice long walk tonight. Um, It was just beautiful outside. And we've been running every morning still. It hasn't been cold. Actually, it's been been warm. I've been just wearing a short sleeve shirt. It's been incredible. Yeah, it's like summer at 530 in the morning when we go running. And today over my lunch break, I ate, you know, in our lunch area. But then I went out to my car and I just sat there for like 40 minutes in this like 88 degree weather. It was amazing. So something really cool happened today. I was on my walk and I realized that I had pre-ordered a book on Audible uh, well over a month ago and it was, came out October 3rd. I'm like, no way. Today's Today's the the day. day. (laughs) It came out. That's true. And so I quickly in my, I already had my AirPods in and I began to listen to this book and now it's called Mind Shift by Erwin McManus. And it's such a good book. And honestly, the subtitles, it doesn't take a genius to think like one. I'm like, that's so cool. And the whole first, you know, the introduction in the first chapter was just all on relationships. Um, And it's just such a good book. And I know that's something that we try to do in our life, Travis. We are trying to grow ourselves in many areas, but we like to listen to podcasts, obviously read God's word, but we like books. We like to listen to books or read books. I know you're going through a really good one right now too. Oh man, yeah. You know, it's, I think we're both just addicted to learning. You have to learn, right? And it's like the gym for your mind. It's like a workout and it's so good to hear from people like Erwin McManus. But yes, I'm uh, reading a book right now. I believe it's by James Clear or Jim Clear and it's called Atomic Habits. It's been out for a few years, but wow, is it rocking my world, just causing me to put our lifestyle and the way that we live under a microscope. And I'm like, I'm loving the things that he's talking about. I'm like, oh, these are so cool. Like, here are some things that we've been doing our whole lives, married life together. And then here are some things we're not doing. We better hit the brakes and add them to our lives. It was interesting the other day you were talking about goals because we're big goal setters. And you said in this book, they talked about goals are good, but that shouldn't be the thing that's driving you. It should be the daily habits that are getting you or the daily processes that are getting you. And then you will achieve your goals. Yeah. He was talking about those processes. He was talking about systems that you, you know, if if you're not achieving your goals, it's, it's your systems that are broken or not in place. And I loved what he talked about too, that again, this is, this is uh, James clear, but he was basically saying, look, you don't want your goals to be the end result because once you achieve your goal, then you'll lose all your motivation. He's like, what kind of person do you want to become or do you want to be? And I was like, whoa, that's what I need to be focusing on. Who do I want to be? And then have goals that that kind of help me be that person. Right, yep. And then I, 
at the end of the goal, I'm still that person. And yeah. so you still have more motivation. Love that concept. Another good book that I, I'm almost finished with is Trust by Dr. Henry Cloud. That's another newer book. And it's so good just about trust. I know just thinking about your past and how trust is like the bedrock of so many relationships and how do you build trust. And he has all these scenarios and these stories and he's a, a psychologist, a doctor, you know, a doctor. He's amazing. So such a good book. Again, we just like books. We like learning another way to kind of keep us sharp. So just something that we do throughout our week, we make sure that it's a part of our week. Well, have you guys ever been in the middle of a church service where all of a sudden you stop and you're like, man, they are speaking right to me. And you hear something or something grips your heart and it stays with you forever. Well, that's happened to me so many times. That happens to me almost weekly at our church. I love our church and our pastor. But I remember the first time this happened to me where something just honestly, it stayed with me for the rest of my life. And um, it was when I was eight years old and I was sitting in church and all of a sudden the pastor walked out and he began to share his message for the week. But he had an old like phone, an actual phone with the dial. And he began to dial on this rotary phone and he just said, J-E-R-3-3-3. As he dialed. As he dialed. Yeah. And so I remember looking and watching him do this. And then all of a sudden he picked up the phone, you know, it was out of his ear and he's like, hi God, it's me, Joe. And he went on to have this conversation with God. Now you can imagine as an eight-year-old girl, what this did to me. I was like, no way. He just called God. Like he called yeah, God. And that's God, pretty cool. God answered. And what he went on to tell us that day um, what J-E-R-3-3-3 is, it's an actually, it's a Bible verse, Jeremiah 33, 3. And it says this, it says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And I was just that. That is actually my life verse. It's something I grabbed onto as a kid, as an eight-year-old. I'm like, oh my word, at any moment. I can call God. I can talk to God. And he made a comment about, you know, back there, you know, back then when we had those phones, you'd get that busy signal, right? You know, that. Eh, oh, I remember eh, that. Eh, so eh. annoying. That noise. But he's like, God, you never get that busy signal with God ever. And I know that's such a simple little principle or truth, but I think there's days that we forget that God is just really that close. Like God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with, with me. He wants to know, you know, the, the good things in our life. He wants to know the bad things in our life. He wants us to take time to just listen to, like, we don't always have to do the, the talking. God can actually speak to us. And I, I just feel like that's just such an important story to remember. And it's even more relevant to today because we carry this thing called what our cell phones are on all the time. They're either in our hand, they're in our pocket, they're always within arm's reach. And so when you think about this verse called to me, and then we have our cell phone, like, honestly, the, the imagery in that particular verse, I'm like, I look at that. I'm like, literally God is with us all the time. Just like our cell phone is with us. But at the same time, we can look at the cell phone like, man, did we call God today? Did we take the time to spend and, and just communicate and build that relationship with God? Or did we just scroll through Facebook or, you know, you know, text other people? But God's just that close. Yeah. You know, if we were just as dedicated to God as we are to our cell phones, you know, whatever it is, social media, texting, 
you know, uh, scrolling through, um, you know, different internet websites or whatever, man, if we just did that, you know, if we just connected with God, stayed that connected, I mean, our life spiritually would be so much better off. Yep. Absolutely. They wouldn't be such a mess. And it's just such a great reminder to know that God is near, that God loves us. And when we think about our marriage, we, God wants to know, he wants to make sure that we're having that time with him, that we're spending and being intimate with him. Cause honestly, ultimately it's going to help our marriage. Yeah. I think it's important to really think through the fact that God wants us to call and God can handle the heavy things in our lives, in our marriages, you know, whatever it is, God can handle it. And so I think we forget. I love that you talked about the word intimacy, Don, because intimacy is so, so valuable when it comes to God. I mean, think of, think of the first marriage, Adam and Eve, they have this deep intimacy with God. The Bible says that God would come and walk with them in the garden with Adam and Eve, the three of them together. He would walk with this husband and wife in the cool of the day, the Bible says, but then they sinned and then they were like separated. They were embarrassed when God came. They covered themselves with fig leaves. And so now suddenly this intimacy, there there was this wedge between them. And so we need to get rid of that wedge. And Jesus did that. He removed the sin. And so now the Bible says we can come boldly before God yep. and we can worship he asks God. asks us to come boldly to him. He does. And so we want to do that. And and so you sharing that, Don, it, it really makes me think of an event in my life that wasn't like, Hey God, I'm crying out to you. Cause this is something good. I was crying out to God. Cause like, God, I don't know what to do. This is a terrible situation. And it was when I was working at a job and you remember this story, Don, but I was working at this company and there was an individual there that essentially was terrorizing everybody at the company, you know? Yeah. They and weren't just, known for being super kind. <laughs> they were just rude to everybody. And just, you know, the head boss was afraid of this person yet the head boss could let them go and, but didn't, you know, he didn't have the guts to deal with it. And so I was there and, and this person was harming everybody around me and just being mean and awful, even to me. And so I didn't know what to do. So I just told you, I remember coming home and I'm just like, I got to pray. I got to pray. I got to call on God. I got to go for it. I got to pray. And so that's what I did every lunch break, every day for like an hour. I just went and let, you know, left my work and I just prayed and I, I pounded on the mm, windows of heaven. I basically yep. picked up my, my God's cell phone and I just called God and I said, God, you've got to intervene. You've got to do something. Right. And at the end of about three, four weeks, out of nowhere. I still can't believe this. Certainly not saying it was my prayers, but I do think it was because God was listening to my agony. Um, But out of nowhere, this person, this employee that was causing so much disunity and so many problems, suddenly their spouse who had been working at their place of employment for 20 years suddenly got transferred to two hours away. And so this, this employee came to work and resigned and said, I can't work here anymore. Wow. I've got to move two hours away. And it's like, no God one not had, only removed her from the job, but literally from the city. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like from everybody's lives. And it, I no, we, I didn't have to be mean to her. I wasn't awful. I was still able to love her and be friendly. But, and I didn't have to do anything. God did it. I cried out to him in agony. I'm like, God, you got to intervene. And it took a little while, but man, that was really fast. If you think about it. It's so cool to do what we get to do on a weekly basis. Cause there's people that will tell us things that they have prayed for, or we get to pray with people all the time and cry out to God with them on their behalf. And there's 
multiple times they'll come back to us and say, you're not going to believe it. I just got that job or you're not going to believe it. You know, I don't have to have that surgery. You're not going to believe it. My sister just, you know, uh, put herself through treatment, like amazing things that we hear be, and as people are crying out to God. And the reason I wanted to share that story with you guys today is simply because of this, because there may be people that are listening where your marriage could be just in a tough spot and you don't know what to do. And I just want to encourage you do what it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call out to God, grab on him. He's near. He'll answer you. Take your, you know, your, your concerns, your worries, your fears to God and know that he's listening to you. It's so cool. We serve a real living God in heaven. He's not a golden calf. He's alive and he's well. He wants to have a relationship with you. He He's listening to you and he's fighting on our behalf. And so just remember that if you're at a tough spot in your marriage, or maybe you're not even in a tough spot, maybe it's just been a while and you haven't had that relationship with God, or maybe it's been kind of put on the bookshelf and you haven't just picked up your phone lately. Honestly, just pick it up. Take the time today and, and just pick it up. And God's there waiting, listening, ready to have that relationship with you. Yeah. And I think it's so much like, you know, a mom and dad with their kids. And we forget this, that at any moment, Don, you and I, if our kids, our four kids reached out to us and said, we need this, we need that. We're desperate. We're in a jam. Will you help us out? I mean, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do whatever we can to help. We're going to clear Absolutely. out our bank account. Yep. We're going to go work at their house for 80 hours whatever straight. Whatever they need. Yeah. We're going to drive them across the country. We're going to do whatever ever they need. And so what are we doing? Yeah, we're existing, we're living, we're loving life, we're spending time with our family, but we're also waiting. We're on call. At any moment, we will jump into action. And that is exactly the way that God is. I think we all forget, you know, like, oh, I've got to pray and it takes discipline and, you know, I'm just really busy. But what we forget is there is the God of the universe. He created everything you see and know. And the Bible says that he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He can handle everything and anything that you have going on in your life. And he's literally just hanging on your every word, waiting for you to cry out to him and ask for help. And that is such good news. And the reason he's there, he loves us. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. I think of how much I love my kids and my grandkids and God loves us even more than that. So we just want to encourage you today. If it has been a day, maybe you're in a, in a rough spot, call to God or maybe again, like I said, maybe it's been a while since you've just taken that time. Just stop and call to God. It's okay. You don't have to feel bad for the past, but just moving forward, make sure that he's a huge part of your day and a part of your marriage. Yeah. And you're going to see a difference right away. And I would look for that difference. Yep. That's the faith. Believe and know that God is going to intervene. He's going to hear you and your present and future will immediately begin to change. Well, with that, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.